1: abby and megan here and we're back for another mini so this week uh we just had released our episode on cooking with kids where we got to talk to the wonderful heather from the happy kids kitchen super inspiring conversation we had a lot of fun chatting with her abby How's it going? Tell me, have you done any more cooking from the cookbook?
0: I have. I honestly, I feel like I am just like plugging Heather's cookbook left and right. (laughs) And like, I want to say we're like not like, there's only reason we're doing that. And the reason we reached out to Heather is because I've been using that cookbook so much with my Mm -hmm. kid. And even honestly, just tonight. We made oh, really? something from the cookbook for dinner. That's There's amazing. a tomato soup recipe in there that's super Ooh. easy and involves a lot of spinach as a way to get some veggies in.
1: Ooh. And
0: so my child and I made that for dinner for our family tonight. And it was awesome. awesome.
1: Did you take on any of Heather's tips? in getting your child involved yeah
0: i did take on tips i took on the tasting one where because you know we were talking about how our kids like to taste everything and she suggested Mm -hmm. having like a little sample dish where it's like you can't necessarily like you know eat a handful of salt but you can eat stuff from this (laughs) dish over here (laughs) you can't you can't just stick your hand into the into the like baking soda container
1: (laughs) what is up with kids and salt like maybe we do it too as adults but my kids do that too they just want like to palm the salt my
0: kid wants to do it with every single ingredient he wants to like he's getting I guess it's just a sensory thing because he like, yeah. like can I smell the salt and I was like it sure but like sure, I don't know what you're gonna not? get from it and then he was like ooh, I like this and I was like all right I I feel I want to call the ass on that because salt isn't super fragrant <laughs>
1: yeah he's <laughs> ingredient like, I'm getting notes of salt yeah
0: exactly I'm getting essence <laughs> of ocean in here
1: <laughs> is this sweat? What is this?
0: <laughs> but yeah, so the tomato soup was really, really good. And so I will Delicious. just continue to keep making things from that cookbook because my son look requests it. Like he'll be like, Mom, that's can we amazing. make something from my cookbook today? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. Aww. Why not?
1: I love that he calls it his cookbook.
0: He calls everything his. He's a very possessive
1: child. Yeah. <laughs> what a narcissist. <laughs> hey, that's
0: what kid you're talking about. <laughs>
1: He's also the age that that's just how they actually move through the world is complete hedonism and everything's about them.
0: Yes. So when we're talking about cooking with kids, have you made anything with your kids lately? Oh man, what have we done? I'm sure we
1: have. And when you say we, have I made anything with my you kids? You were your partner, like in you your household. I'm gonna extrapolate that to my partner because my partner actually does like the lion's share of our cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my older my older son is really like interestingly wants to help all the time, so that's really great. Oh yeah, you mentioned that ways. in the episode. Yeah, so he uh, he he honestly helps with like most meal prep, like one way or another. He'll chop something or he'll. Um, yeah, he'll get involved in some way. I'm trying to think about what he made recently. What what was he? He also is like really into like making his own little dishes, like kind of like the tasting stuff, but like combine like odd ingredients and just like, he's just like very interested in like what, what do these flavors like work
0: together? I was like Heather putting the orange juice in her pancakes when she was a kid.
1: Yes. That reminded me of him actually. (laughs) Yeah. Where he would be like, he's very informed by cooking TV, like watching chefs sort of figure things out and he's like inspired by that it would be very cool if he ended up being a chef but anyway he uh I can't remember exactly what it was but he is like really been doing a lot of like the prep stuff I really want to get in on like some of Heather's knife skills like coursework (laughs) I don't know how to teach it and so her tips were really good and um he does use like a proper knife Mm -hmm. I just uh I'd love for him to get a little more control over what's going on there
0: oh speaking of control There is a little bit of a control element, I think, about how easy or hard it is to engage in cooking with kids in the kitchen. So what Mm -hmm. did our community have to say about that?
1: Yeah, we had this, like, really interesting kind of phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. I know. It's like, just cue up the LL. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting because, like, almost universally, people, when we asked if people cooked with the adults in their lives as kids... Mm -hmm almost no almost nobody did did you no did you
0: no not as far as I can remember I remember my brother paying me to make food for him <laughs> and I feel like maybe yeah. it was like sometime around how old were we when the toonie came out because I feel like I remember the oh, toonie being addressed
1: like I might've been, I think I was like maybe in great second grade, third grade. Okay. Then
0: yeah, that tracks. My brother would be like, yeah. I'll give you a toonie if you'll make, if you go make me a hot dog or I'll give you a toonie if you go make me some craft dinner. And you're like
1: done. Yeah. And like, do you remember learning how to do that? Or was it just like self-taught, like read the box, do the thing. I think
0: it must've been like, read the box, do the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember cooking. Oh, Oh, actually, you know what? I remember making pancakes with my mom on weekend mornings.
1: Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I We didn't. And it was funny because my actually my sibling responded to the poll and was like, had a very similar reaction to that question.
0: Are you putting your sibling on blast?
1: No. He, yes, I am. But it's like we had <laughs> the same. I'm putting myself on blast, too, because our experience was not that. And we both do really like cooking now as adults. Um, and I think we both incorporate our own kids into the kitchen. But I think it might be like a bit of just a ha- habit and generational thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like our parents uh, or the people that were raising us or the people that we spent our time with, I don't know, just like lifestyle didn't permit or it wasn't like part of the cultural norm to incorporate kids in those ways. It was like, get the job done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This isn't their space. Like they don't hold this domain. Yeah, well,
0: it's. It goes back to like what my dad and Susan were saying too just about mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Cuz I guess you know cooking together can be kind of an extrapolation of play as well. For sure. Where when we were kids uh because our parents were well my parents were younger when they got started and Parenting. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a weird things, but <laughs> when they were in their entry-level parenting position. When they tested
1: the waters and <laughs> parenting.
0: But they yeah, so you know, there just wasn't time. It was just kind of you need to mm-hmm. do what you need to get done so that you can move on to the next thing that you get done, need to get done.
1: Yeah, I feel like as like a generation of parents, like we we have more whimsy or something, and it's not for better or for worse. Like it's not to say that like one way is better no. or the other, but yeah, I don't know if whimsy is even the right word, but it's just like it's a shift in ha- habit and norm within households Mm -hmm. some people still said that they their their kids don't really help Mm -hmm. or they don't incorporate them but a lot a lot more people are talking about how they are doing that versus if they did it in their own childhood okay
0: so hold on Um, let me just make sure i've got that so people in general uh the people that who responded to the poll didn't cook with their with their grown-ups as kids almost universally but they now it's a little bit more split where yeah. some people are actually involving their kids in their kitchen and some people yeah. are just like, no, nah, man, back up. I yeah, totally.
1: And actually, I'd say a little bit more in the other direction where like more people are incorporating their kids in kitchen spaces and in cooking prep and um, as part of that process. Um, so that's an interesting thing to see, just like that evolution. Mm-hmm. But I, I think also that we had some really interesting feedback about just thinking about families and histories with food. And I just wanted to address it because it wasn't something that I was thinking about, and I would I think it's important to talk about that Uh we sometimes have to, depending on what our stories were in our own families. Not everyone's family is talking about food in ways when they were small that maybe were like helpful or empowering. So Uh like you know households where maybe there was a lot of dieting and there was a lot of talk about like you know, like um, stuff that maybe would connect to like body stuff and shame around food.
0: Yeah. Or even just the idea of, um, you know, like some foods are good and some foods are bad or
1: putting a lot of importance
0: on
1: Mm. food. Yeah. Yeah. In ways that like people then end up carrying with them into adulthood in ways Mm -hmm. that I think maybe sometimes are for better and for worse. Yeah. You know, if that importance was like, of cultural importance and it was like representation of your identity and your history, you know, there's, a, there's that kind of importance, but then there was like, you know, the dietary stuff, you know, like stuff that parents not nece- don't didn't necessarily know they were imparting in their just sort of like, um, osmosis with like behavior mm-hmm. around food. So I thought that was really powerful to hear, um, you know, that come up that sometimes people as adults are doing some unlearning around food and having to really like actively change the way that they talk about food in their own household now as parents, because they are recognizing the way that those things maybe impacted them when they were small Mm -hmm. and that they've carried with them. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to acknowledge that because that was a really powerful angle. Um, there's so many different places that food can take us when we're talking about it. Yes. Yes. And then the other thing I want to acknowledge is that I use the language on the Instagram of picky eating. And I just want to like problematize that a bit. Okay. And nobody really like called out or anything around this, but in hindsight I was like, Oh, that's not the right way. Like that's not the way I want to be framing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And Heather sort of spoke about this as well. That like, it's not about like, putting a label on it that sort of stigmatizes like an eating behavior. It's just about acknowledging maybe where they're at with certain foods and then figuring out how to um, make it interesting for them to want to try new things or um, circle back to things that maybe at one time they decided they didn't like, or they really didn't like for a good reason. So I think language, even like that around food actually really matters how we're talking for about sure. it. Yeah.
0: And I think too, that also comes into how the baggage that we carry yep. around lessons we've learned about food or habits that we've developed. And so maybe even just the idea of like, I get incredibly frustrated sometimes when I've like worked really hard and I made this meal and it mm-hmm. looks awesome. And then my kid's like, that'll be a nope for me, dog. Yeah. (laughs) but then I have to remember, like, it's not, I'm putting all this other meaning into it where my kids just like, no, I just am not hungry or no, I just don't feel like eating this. Whereas to me, I'm taking it like personally, as like a rejection of the work that I've put in or like, you know, I'm, I'm loading it up with all this Mm -hmm. baggage where sometimes food can just be food.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think in saying like picky can t- imply like fussy or like pr- a problem, like you're a mm-hmm. problem eater. And like, so I was rethinking the way that I had phrased that. And I'm like, I want to like sort of take that word out of the equation, even though that's mm-hmm. how I phrased it.
0: So we could maybe say instead, like, yeah. what are some of the challenges that you face in feeding your child
1: mm-hmm.
0: or around meal times at home?
1: Yeah. Preferences around food mm-hmm. that can be challenging, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that a nicer way of putting it? <laughs> yeah,
0: because it could also be... Yeah it It puts the onus both, or not even necessarily like the onus, but it just mm-hmm. recognizes the room for varying perspectives that are mm-hmm.
1: coming to the table. Hey,, hey. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> I like it. nice, nicely done. That was slick. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm glad that we kind of like picked that apart a little bit, too, because even though we know better, we can still get stuck in habits around language and stuff. So that was kind of what that sounded like.
0: Yes. Okay. And I've been putting a pin in this since you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier about how your child likes watching cooking shows. Oh, yeah. There is a new cooking show coming out that I think that your son is Uh going to lose his mind over. Have you heard of Waffles and Mochi?
1: I have now Uh, just recently, I think. And it's so funny because you mentioned that you had told me about this and I have holes in my brain. And so it slipped out. But we recircled back. We circled back. We circled back. And it is probably the most adorable trailer I've ever watched in my entire life. Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, I'm just going to do a quick filler in in case everyone isn't already indoctrinated into the world of Waffles and Mochi. (laughs) But (laughs) Waffles and Mochi is Michelle Obama's new children's show on Netflix Mm -hmm. starting March sixteenth. So when this episode comes out on Thursday, March eighteenth, mm-hmm. then the full first season will be out. But it's a children's show about discovering, eating, and cooking good food. Uh, yes, and like they look at different cuisines. They look at food from Italy. They look at food from Peru, and for well, at least from the trailer. And there are yeah. celebrity cameos, which I shouldn't even say the word cameo because we'll end up down yeah. another All rabbit right. hole. <laughs>
1: we're not allowed to say that word anymore, <laughs> but it looks adorable. It looks so cute. And it if you like, as an adult, any of the Netflix cooking shows, like acid, salt, fat, um, or maybe it's salt, fat, acid, anyway, whatever the combo of those words or ugly, delicious or chef's table, it's by the makers of those shows. And then sort of like with like a Muppety, slash like Michelle Obama twist. So
0: <laughs> like Muppety and Michelle Obama. She's not Muppety.
1: Yes. No, <laughs> she's not Muppety. But there are Muppets that are the main characters. I don't know. Can we call them Muppets? Adorable oh, yeah, Puppet. That might be
0: trademarked. Good call.
1: I know. <laughs> and then her just like lovely presence with lots of other guests. And so I'm really excited. It's going to be a hit in this household, that's for sure. And the little mochi figure like the little character it's the cutest thing i've ever seen it's adorable yes waffles is pretty adorable too waffles is very cute too but mochi i think there's gonna be a lot of merch coming out of this show
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i'm here for it
1: i'm totally here for it
0: hopefully you guys will be here for our next episode when we will be gaining momentum on family history with an awesome guest so we'll see you next week
1: we acknowledge that Gaining Momentum is recorded, produced, and edited on the unceded territory of the Selic Okanagan people
0: and the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil nations. Gaining Momentum. Gaining Momentum. Uh, we hosted
1: by Megan and Abby. With artwork by Gaproom Katja. Music by Evan Guy
0: Please check our show notes with each episode for more information on Catherine and Evan, plus how you can stay in touch with us through email,
1: Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.